Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What's that place you've always wanted to try? While well, you're there, sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Industry leading, difference making, tomorrow shaping, world changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Well, Saturday afternoon, how are you? Great to speak with you, Christina, and thank you for having me on. Oh, you betcha. We chatted a little bit beforehand, got to know each other a little bit. And uh, I told you, we never talked about gold uh, on this channel. We, we've talked about investing. It's one of the uh, topics we get asked to cover the most because people want to know how to best invest their money and also how to, you know, sales and wealth and all that building. Um, but you wrote The Last Gold Rush, how, how, how you can profit with gold. Uh, I don't think most people even consider that gold or precious metal is even an option. So I'm grateful to have you here and share that. What caused you to even write your book? Well, I've uh, been been interested in gold and um, monetary politics, uh, monetary economics for a long, long time. But gold always seems to show up at the crossroads of history. You know, when big things are happening, when empires rise and fall, when in the in the case of wars, in the case of, uh, you know, uh, uh, civic breakdown or civic contention, gold always shows up. It's on the scene and it becomes a, a haven or a, a, a desirable thing for people to hold in those events. And so, you know, it seems very clear that, you know, a lot of things are changing very, very fast in our world. And one of them is the place of the U.S. dollar in the world. And 
So the dollar's fortunes are changing. And most people don't realize, I, I always kid my kids about, uh, you know, they always think that, you know, that uh, um, like milk and eggs from the come from the grocery store, you know, <laughs> they don't think about the, you know, the messy business of the farm in the background. Yeah. And most people are like that about about the monetary system and green pieces of paper and dollars in, in their in their bank accounts and stuff and in their paychecks. And they don't really understand what gives it uh, gives it value. And along with that, they don't know that even the dollar itself, the U.S. dollar has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, its basic nature has changed uh two or three times in less than a hundred years. Well, you, well you, didn't yeah. the gold used to be the ba- didn't it used to be backed by gold and now it's not? Yeah, in fact, in fact, the dollar was supposed to like like a, a hat check or a coat check certificate. It was a claim check, and nobody thought that the paper money was the money. They just thought that you know this is a receipt, and you could go to the bank or to the treasury and get your gold out of it. And so it was a convenience for people to carry paper money around and stuff, a bunch of you know gold coins in their pockets and <laughs> and stuff like that. But that that all ended uh, in and in 1971. The U.S. dollar cut every last link to gold, so it's not backed by anything. Now, the the value of having the dollar backed by gold was that uh, it put a limit or it put a discipline on the authorities of how many dollars they could print, how many they could issue. But there is no discipline now. There is no limit on it. So they they can print money to pay for anything without regard to what it does to the underlying value of the money, which is not good. Yeah, and which has just recently happened with the stimulus that just went out to everyone. Yeah. Uh, I know people are like, and I understand people really need that money. They're suffering right now, and I get that. But just the idea of just, okay, we got a problem. Let's just print more money. I, I You're right. I don't think people see the full significance of what that's going to mean for us later, the end yeah. all result. Now, share with me gold. Why gold? Is gold so precious and so not rare that that's why it became the standard for trading? Yeah. Why, yeah. How did that come about? It, it's it's kind of partly that it has to do with its rarity. It has to do with the fact that governments can't print more gold, you know. But <laughs> but it it wasn't. It was never a top down uh, situation. You know, no king or church or or um, chieftain or something said, you know, we're going to use this as money. But people desired it all over the world, and it was convenient. It was divisible. So they, you know, that made it useful as money. It was impervious to rust. I mean, you could drop gold in the bottom of the ocean, leave it there for a thousand years and wow. when you pull it back out. So it's durable. It's divisible. It's long lasting. It's universally desirable. So it has, and it has, and it's beautiful too. I mean, people love it for, you know, it's a lure and the way that they adorn their bodies with it and stuff. So, so it just naturally over the course of uh, uh, thousands of years has become the go-to money of the world, along with its sister precious metal silver. And, um, and um, countries, one thing you'll notice uh, as you survey history is that countries that have been net accumulators of gold have always risen in the ranks of prosperity and dominance in the affairs of, of mankind. Mm-hmm. And countries that have been net disorders of gold throughout history, you know, they lose their prominence and so on. They lose their uh, uh, their uh, their underlying prosperity. So, and 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 I mean, this you can chart this, you can plot this. It is clear as anything. And uh, other countries right now are on the rise. Um, China is uh, aggressively accumulating gold, mm-hmm. not because it's the monetary system of any particular country, but they, they know that it can't be printed mm-hmm. and uh, the world will always desire it. So uh, no, I figure that's me, it. 
Charles, yeah. was there a time that they outlawed um, normal citizens in the U.S. having gold? I oh, heard that. Is that true? Christina, they turned it in. It was a felony. They could put you in jail for 10 years for owning gold. They could uh, $10,000 fine, 10 years imprisonment. They, th- this is so unbelievable to think that the American people put up with that, that they were criminalized mm-hmm. for owning gold. And the funny thing, of course, is not that it was dangerous. It was not like you were carrying around nuclear waste that was a threat to your neighbor or something. So it wasn't that it was dangerous. It was simply that the government wanted the gold for itself. Wow. So um, American citizens were forbidden from holding monetary gold, but the government was accumulating it as, as uh, fast as it could. And, you know, one of the just side note al- along the line, yeah. once the government had uh, called in all the gold, this took place the, in 1933, once the government had called it in, it got the gold in, it, it uh, overnight raised the price of gold. And so it fleeced the American people out of billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't raise the price of gold first. Mm-hmm. And then call it all in at the new higher price. But once they got it all in, they repriced the dollar, you know, in terms of gold. And so the gold price was raised substantially. That's so, so how yeah. do people profit today or, or invest in gold? How does it look like if you want to, say, go in that direction? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd say the most important thing to do is to understand that uh, uh, w- one thing that's confusing to people that read the, you know, read the news or watch uh, economic reports and market reports on on uh, on television or in the morning papers, you know, they'll read that the dollar is up or the dollar is down today, the dollar is strong, the dollar is weak. Mm-hmm. But this is a comparison of the U.S. dollar to other currencies that are doing exactly what we're doing. So they're all printing money. They're all losing value. So it's like, you know, the Titanic went down a little faster and the Lusitania or the Bismarck is sinking a little slower. So they say, well, the you know, the Bismarck is up today, you know, the dollar is up today, yeah. but it's only a question of them losing value at a, a slower rate. Mm-hmm. So last year, the year just concluded, the dollar lost, uh, I would say about, uh, say, seven or 8% of its value. Mm-hmm. And that, that's compared to other currencies that are also losing value. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, this is a, as everybody, nobody ever tires of saying it's a global economy. At the same time that the dollar and other paper currencies are losing their value, gold hit new all-time highs, not only in the United States, but in virtually all the currencies of the world. And uh, we think that we're just getting started. Yeah. Now, what what has caused that? I guess because people are so focused on the, is it called fiat money? Yes, it is. So yeah. they're all focused on that. Is that why the precious metals or, or gold is going up because no one's focused on it? Or you're making my job so easy. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so 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 fiat money is money only because somebody says it was. And in ancient China, the you know the emperor said, "Well, mulberry bark with my seal on it is money." Mm-hmm. Well, it had no innate value. Anybody could rip some mulberry bark off a mulberry tree. But yeah, so it's by decree. By decree, this is money and it's valuable, even if it really isn't, and even if it can be printed ad infinitum, which uh, which they do. So if you look at $27 trillion of debt, you look at, uh, you know, in, in fact, we've reached the point here in the last year where the government has to literally has to print money to buy U.S. Treasury bonds to keep the United States government afloat. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we're in a really peculiar situation in this country that we are dependent mm-hmm. on foreign holders of our debt, where it's like the old expression, you know, dependent on the kindness of strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, China owns a trillion dollars of U.S. debt. They don't have to, 
They can get rid of it when they want. They can quit buying it. Well, we got $27 trillion of debt out there. We've got to find buyers for it. And if we don't have buyers for it, we have to print the money. So the value of those that printed money goes down. You know, uh, way out of this. Uh, what what is your take on, on like changing the course of the direction we're going in, which it really looks bad economically? Okay, goodbye, Christina. That's I know you don't want to hear this. Oh, I no, know. I, I I don't know. You, pro- you probably <laughs> do you want to hear it, but it isn't going to be pretty. Hmm. So here here's the problem. Um, we've had bull markets in gold throughout history and empires have risen and fallen throughout history. And we had a huge bull market in gold in the late seventies and early eighties. And we had a huge bull market in gold in the two thousands topping out in 2011. But this one, all of those prior gold bull markets are always caused by, you know, too much debt and too much money printing. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, and I call it the crossroads of history, we've got all these other things. So when a fire investigator goes and looks, you know, what started the fire, you know, they look for accelerants in addition. They don't just look at the, you know, the wood framing and the particle board and stuff that burned the fuel. They look at the other things that spread it. So um, the debt and the money printing are the basic, you know, fuel that fuels a fire, a bonfire of calamities, a monetary crisis. But we've got all these other things going on now, like that are accelerants about it. And we've got things like there's a war on cash. Mm-hmm. And it, it is growing, and uh, people that uh, want to deal in cash are being victimized by it. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's a war on cash, it makes a lot of people want to hold cash um, simply for the anonymity that that it involves. You know, it's a national surveillance state, and mm-hmm. nobody wants everybody to know everything that they're doing. We've got uh, the the spread of banana republic economics. I don't know. I don't know how many more object lessons in history we need about the failure of socialism. You know, I used to have on my website in one of my prior books, a picture of the Korean uh, continent. And you could see, you know, at nighttime, you could see that it was all in the South. Mm-hmm. It's all illuminated the cities and the shorelines and it's bright. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this stark line of demarcation and everything North of that is plunged into darkness. Or we had East Germany and West Germany. We had the Soviet union. You have the tragedy that's going on in places like Venezuela now. You know, we don't need another laboratory experiment and how this stuff ends, but it doesn't end well. So, but but we have a newfound enthusiasm in Washington and among young people and stuff for socialism. So then in addition to that, we've got the ending of the American global military empire, the ending of American uh, military uh, and diplomatic hegemony. I, I know Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was shocked when he was running around the world. He was, he was telling them, you know, we want, we want to... Uh, we want trade restrictions here. We want sanctions here and stuff. And other countries for the first time since World War II were saying, well, no, we're not going to go along with you this time. Hmm. So, you know, the American empire and the strength of the dollar rose as one and they are falling as one before our, our very eyes. So somebody like me that watches it very, very closely, it seems to be happening very, very fast. Mm-hmm. For the average citizen that you know only looks every now and then, or maybe not at all, they don't realize how fast mm-hmm. things are changing. But I guess the best marker is the fact that, you know, that uh, gold has hit all-time highs in every currency of the world over the last year and is headed higher. So. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we had a couple of people on. One guy uh, came on, Ma- Paul Maligenovic. He is a uh, 
an economist. I don't know if you know him, uh, but he grew up in uh, communist Yugoslavia and came here. Uh, I don't know when he came here, but he's now a U.S. citizen. And he said, you know, I get what communism is. You do have your basic needs met. You do. I did have shelter, but you can't grow as a human being. You can't reach your fullest potential. You're not meant to. Everyone's meant to be here, except if you're in the party, in which case they get to live like royalty. Right, and that's of course. always happened. And I don't know how people get this uh, delusional idea that, well, this time it just does, wasn't done right. But this time, this time we've got the formula. Right. Oh, like we saw Chad this past summer. That, know, that, that looked horrible. That was a United States in microcosm in a few years, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a terrible thing. But you know, I, you know, when when these subjects come up, or when I talk to economists about this, I say, look, there's a principle involved in economics, and you know about accounting and bookkeeping and things like that. There's a principle that you know there are two sides to the ledger. You know, and there always have to be. And so to be responsible, to be honest, you know, you sit around with your friends over coffee or something at Starbucks, they go, well, we ought to do this. We ought to spend money here. We ought to send money there. We ought to do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other side of the ledger is, though, where does that money come from? Mm-hmm. And it's irresponsible. It's okay for kids to talk like that. But, you know, adults that are, you know, participants of the political system and vote, they should be mature about it and say, well, we, we want to do this. And the money will have to come from someplace. So here's where, but they don't do that. And Washington doesn't do that anymore. They just go, we want, we need, we like, so we do. And they spend. And as long as they've got the printing press to back them up, that's what they're going to do is just print money. So I'm guessing from what you're saying that what we have to do as a society is we have to decide that we have to put ourselves on a major financial diet and start saying enough of the spending. Yeah. But it's progressed. uh, It's gone so far that, uh, um, you know, the, our, our fate is kind of out of our hands now, and that's a terrible situation to be in. But uh, um, all of the other countries of the world, or most of the other countries of the world since World War II, have held dollars as the uh, the global reserve currency, the U.S. dollar. So, you know, when, uh, when uh, Ireland buys uh, oil from, you know, Saudi producers or something, they do it with dollars. They go out in the market, acquire dollars and stuff. So most trade around the world has been settled in dollars. And now the central banks of the of the rest of the world are starting to lighten up their dollars and add gold instead. I mean, they see what's... Look, they, they know perfectly well how money printing works. They don't mind fleecing their own citizens. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to be fleeced by, by us. So they're moving their reserves out of uh, dollars. And that's out of our hands. Mm-hmm. You know, so the dollar's fate... Uh, is even even if we suddenly woke up and got responsible tomorrow, you know, we've got uh, uh, 199 other countries around the world that uh, have a say so now. We're no longer in charge, captains of our own uh, destiny. Wow. Well, yeah. well, it's a sad thing, but you know what? People at least can pay attention and start building their own reserves. And your book's a great way to do that. How they go out there and get a copy of The Last Gold Rush. How do they do that? Well, anybody can do it at Amazon. That's uh, it probably is convenient. Barnes and Noble online, all of those online locations are, are a good place to do it. And uh, there are links on my webpage at charlesgoyette.com. Um, but it's easy to find and it's easy to get. And uh, I hope you'll spend some time with it because it's a it's an important warning of events to come right now in this country. And and the one thing I think is important, Charles, no matter what's going on, even if you're at the point when it comes to cash dollar, maybe you can't make a difference in that area. Being aware is still better than being, um, you know, head in the sand, not knowing what's going to happen. I think it's good to be aware and you can start to prepare your finances, your life and your family for what's to come. 
Yeah, if you can see what's to come, you're in a much better position to survive and to thrive. And that's what we all like to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just have to thank you so much, Charles, today for coming to share your great wisdom today. Thank you. Christina, thank you so very much. It's been an honor to be on your show. Appreciate it. Like, subscribe, and share this episode to listen to more savvy episodes. Like, subscribe, and share this episode to listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips. Go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com to find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest. Email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. They say your first bite of the day determines your mood for the rest of the day. So why risk it? Wake up, immediately order a McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit on the app, head straight to those golden arches, and take that first bite of that crispy chicken biscuit goodness. Knowing it's only $2 will improve your mood even more. The absolute first bite deal. Get a large breakfast sandwich for just $2. Only on the Mickey D's app. Happy rest of your day. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's app download and registration required. Valid one time per day through June 30th, 2022. And participate in McDonald's. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.